While most people have been paying attention to con the consequences of Francis's recent trip to the hospital and the events that sent him there, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller gave an interview where he flat out accused the German bishops of heresy. Not of schism, as many feel they can accuse him of without controversy, because schism is a word thrown around so much now that it means nothing, but outright heresy. And he's not the first bishop to accuse them of heresy, but he's the highest profile bishop to do so. In this interview, he reminds us of what our duty is as Catholics, to be loyal to the faith, to keep the faith, and that such prelates should be punished for their errors if they don't repent. The day he made this statement was the day that Francis did two things. He went to the hospital, but just before that, he said the following in response to the heresies of the German bishops. So these are the words of Francis himself here. From his papal audience, quote, It will not be Rome to tell you what you should do. No, because you have the charism. You have the Holy Spirit for this. If Rome were to begin to make decisions, it would be a blow to the Holy Spirit who works in the particular churches. End quote. That's reported by J.D. Flynn of Pillar Catholic, and yes, that's Francis calling the heresies of the German synodal way a movement of the Holy Spirit and using essentially relativism to justify it. Those words of Francis set up the interview nicely by themselves. See, Cardinal Mueller is one of those complicated figures in the church. Prior to being against Francis's errors, Cardinal Mueller defended Amoris Laetitia against the Dubia. He's a conservative-leaning Novus Ordo moderate, and he ended up being, I guess, having his mind changed when he was summarily dismissed from his position in the Roman Curia by Francis. In the past couple of years, he's had the right position on the errors coming out of Rome, and he isn't ready to surrender his home country of Germany to the heretic bishops running the German synodal way. The first question Cardinal Mueller is asked by his interviewer is a basic one. To paraphrase his interviewer, how much of the traditional teachings of the church be they doctrines, disciplines, or dogmas, such as on the nature and limits of who can be ordained to the priesthood, or on that sin that James Martin has an unhealthy interest in. How many of those teachings can someone question before they're simply no longer a Catholic? It's a serious question, and I'm glad the interviewer led with it, because it is the most pressing question not only of the synod on synodality or the German synodal way, but really... It is the most pressing question of the post-Vatican II era itself. In the past few decades, we've seen a lot of priests, and I do mean a lot of them, and a lot of bishops openly question the veracity of the church's teachings, especially on morality, especially on morality of the flesh. In fact, this goes all the way back to Humanae Vitae. But, you know, we're not ready to have that conversation yet. Cardinal Mueller's answer, though, quote, the sacrament of consecration in the three levels of bishop, presbyter, and deacon, which is one in its origin and nature, has its basis in the calling and empowerment of the apostles by Jesus Christ, the Son of God himself, against the objection of spiritualistic groups up to the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century, that the sacrament of holy orders does not belong to the substance of the church, the Episcopal Papal Magisterium, especially in the councils of Trent and Vatican II, has the Christological origin and the ecclesiological place of this sacrament worked out. The, quote, hierarchical, i.e. sacramental, constitution of the Church is also founded in it. See Lumen Gentium, paragraph 18 to 29. So, whoever denies the essential elements of this ordained ministry instituted by Christ in the Church 
as an authorized ministry of word and sacrament, and whoever does not recognize the bishops and priests as the shepherds appointed by the Holy Spirit can no longer call himself Catholic. See Lumen Gentium, paragraph 14. What constitutively is constitutively Catholic is not determined by the State Registry Office or by the Central Committee of German Catholics or any other church organization of purely human rights, but in the last resort, only by the entirety of the Catholic bishops with the Pope as the everlasting principle of the unity of the church in the truth of the final revelation of God in Jesus Christ. The heretical contradiction to revelation and its conceptual formulation in the binding creed of the church disguises itself, as with the old Gnostics, as a further development of what was actually meant or as a necessary adjustment to the limited or time-related comprehension of the addressees, as with the so-called modernists of the century before last, one can no longer say against the mainstream of the Western world what the meaning of human nature, created by God as being two, part, two different types of uh, fleshly identities, is, and one can no longer call activities of the flesh outside of the nuptial sacrament, but a sin without exposing oneself to social ostracism, or incurring the supposedly just punishment from the judiciary, which has to watch over the socially permitted thinking, speaking, and acting in a totalitarian manner, and mostly, quote. You know, there is something kind of funny about Mueller citing Vatican II documents as much as he was here. The council itself has opened this can of worms by changing the ecclesiology of the church and reorienting the faith towards man, as numerous of the so-called council fathers have told us. But citing Vatican II is effective in at least one way. It does show the modernists for being hypocrites, since they often cite Vatican II as the excuses that they give for everything they're doing, that the council, the vaunted greatest council of them all, told them to do this. Now that having been said, Mueller goes on and points out that once you ordain women to the diaconate, it becomes purely a matter of material discrimination to not then or to ordain them to the priesthood or consecrate them bishops or even name them as pope. There is only one indivisible sacrament of holy orders. And to deny them offices after opening the sacramental door to them is it would be then be a matter of just formal justice. Hence, this is one of the reasons the church's teachings on the sacrament of holy orders cannot be changed. Once you open it one in one way, it will be opened entirely. Now, next he is asked about the German bishops move to change the church's teachings on every sin of the flesh that you can name. The interviewer asks the basic question. What does this preoccupation with sins of the flesh and the willingness of the bishops to not only change the entire morality of the church, but also, you know, their really strange focus on it, say, about the bishops themselves. And I've asked that question rhetorically in many videos here myself. This is how Cardinal Mueller responds. Quote, On behalf of the Pope, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith has clearly emphasized the Catholic teaching of the, the fleshly nature of man. In his recent interview, March 2023, with the Argentine newspaper La Nación, Pope Francis made a lucid distinction between the pastoral care of those with difficulties in uh, fleshly attraction by the uh, 
to the opposites and the most dangerous colonization of the world by the totally unscientific ideology of the flesh that we see now, which the relevant lobby, worth billions, that's billions in dollars, is supposed to force on all countries, including poor ones. If they refuse, they threaten to cut off development aid, and thus consciously accept hunger and impoverishment. This is already evident from the pseudoscientific talk of a, quote, biological man, as if the human flesh, the activities of the flesh were something other than a biological fact, which, however, has to be dealt with morally in the body-soul unity of the human being in relation to the moral good that comes to perfection and love. In fact, the Catholic Church is the only institution in the world that unconditionally upholds human dignity because, according to God's commandment, it names the harmfulness of sin and imparts to every sinner the grace of repentance and conversion, and thus promises new life in the love of God. Beyond the most original and therefore most advanced and beneficial definition of man, which Jesus, the Son of God, definitively revealed to us as the will of the Heavenly Father and Creator of the world and of and man. See the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 to 27. There is no human knowledge that could qualify his word. Have you not read that the Creator created human beings in the beginning? The reason in which the sense of the Creator's will is shown, male and female, and that he said, therefore it will be it will be man will leave his mother and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will be one flesh. So, so they are no longer two, but one. See Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 to 6. And that right there is a translation issue of that, but it is what it is. Even with the most sophistical twists of words, exegetes with an affinity for the spirit of the times cannot cover up the revealed truth, that the result of denying God is lying about the right relationship between between those we are talking about, and that consequently the fleshly activities of people of the James Martin variety contradicts the nature of man and thus represents a serious sin. See the letter to the Romans, the letter to the Corinthians. Uh, he uses a word I'll leave on the screen here, but I won't say it, but the uh, kerfuffle in the media, mainstream media or the fines and jail sentences against believing Christians and dictatorships cannot change that even if the corresponding laws are given a formal democratic touch, end quote. Honestly, I forgot to use that word that was on the screen. Anyway, Cardinal Mueller calls out the same ideology we see here in America that has taken a seriously twisted dark turn in recent years, with that most recent act of despicable cruelty earlier this past week at that Christian school. And it is true, international NGOs are basically telling poor countries to change their laws and to reject their religious teachings on the matter or face a lack of development money, meaning they face hunger or embracing decadent immorality. Those are your choices, folks. That's what we call progress in the 21st century. And squarely at the center of that movement is the United States of America, its donor class and its NGOs, including as the Lepanto Institute has demonstrated on countless occasions, numerous Catholic charity groups. Finally, when asked about the other most important question, heresy, he is asked about how to square the fact that more than two-thirds of the bishops in Germany supported abandoning the traditional moral teachings of the faith in favor of a new gospel. And I suspect in the Western world it wouldn't be much better in the rest of the West outside of Germany. It wouldn't be better by much if they tried it on a broader scale.
Cardinal Mueller basically calls them heretics, saying it is analogous to the rejection of the faith in all the major heresies in the history of the faith. Quote, It is a serious violation and inexcusable abuse of Episcopal authority, as in the Eastern Roman Empire, the majority of bishops violently enforced the heresy of Arius, i.e. the denial of Christ's divine nature, or as in North Africa at the time of St. Augustine, the Donatist bishops, who had developed a sacramental theology that differed from Rome, outnumbered the Catholic bishops. They cannot be excused by ignorance, or fear of persecution by anti-church dictatorships, or the seduction of brainwashing propaganda. The anthropological teaching of Vatican II on marriage, family, and the flesh, they must also be familiar with the body and soul unity of the person in his person with self-confidence and freedom. The Pope himself and the two competent prefects of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith and the bishops, Cardinals Luis Ladaria and Mark Ouellette, have publicly pointed out their serious errors." End quote. You know, it's funny how often sometimes bishops dress up their condemnations of error and heresy in complicated language because it tends to obscure what they're saying. Whether that's intentional or not, I'll let you decide, but Mueller isn't really actually holding back here. He's calling two-thirds of the German bishops heretics, and heretics of the worst kind, pointing out that even Rome, the current Rome, has told them to stop. Until Francis this past week told them, no, it's okay. <laughs> this isn't merely the heresy of dare we hope all men are saved, which had been the heresy of the day until recently. Something changed in the past couple of years that emboldened the worst of the bishops. They've embraced the de jour sin of the day in the secular world, the James Martin sin, as I call it here, and it's warped their thinking to the point where they use the Ted McCarrick problems of the past few decades to try to normalize that sin and put the laity in charge of running the church. They've left the church, folks. The German bishops have. Even if on paper they're still members of the church and hold ecclesial offices there, Francis acted, and he acted by saying, I will do nothing. Pray for their interior conversion and repentance. I'm curious, though, what you think about Cardinal Mueller's interview. Is he talking too little too late? The Germans issued their documents, got permission from Rome to push forward, and now are openly talking about offering the sacrament of holy orders to women, blessing James Martin couples, you name it, they're doing it. In the name of synodality and justice and safety and security and all the rest of the stuff, and, of course, in the name of the most vulnerable. Do you think they should be worried about a future involving millstone necklaces? Let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. Sharing this on social media helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.